So let me get this straight, Ollie. You want to host the show this week? Yeah, let somebody else have a crack at that thing, will ya? Alright, well, how about a fair and square? That's a great idea, but I get to pick. Alright, have at it. Well, we do a lot of wacky, silly things on this show, don't we? Yes, we do. Alright, well, whoever does the silliest thing gets to host the show. You mean we have to out-silly each other? That's right. Whoever is the silliest gets to host the show. All right, I'm in. And just to make it fair, we'll make Orson Welles the judge. What do you say, Mr. Wells? A rich, full-bodied wine, sensibly priced at a dollar a jug. And now, for a little magic, I will make this jug disappear. I think that means yes. Anyway, have at it. You go first. Yes. Oh, well, what's this? Hmm, I'm not sure. I'll just hold on to it and I'll... And scene. Wow. Pretty silly, right? Yeah, that was silly. Top that. All right, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll, I'll do a little dance or... Do something silly. Man, make a funny face or... Hmm. What is it? I... I can't think of anything silly to do. You can't, eh? No. Yeah, I guess so. That's right, yeah, start the show! Live from... Oh, wait, 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 hang on, hang on, everybody, wait, hold on, Doc, hold on, guys, hold on a second. I, I want to congratulate you, because, yeah, I, I gotta tell you, that was foolish of me to think I could be sillier than you. Yeah, that was pretty silly of you. Wasn't that silly? Oh, the silliest. Like, that was very silly. That was extremely silly. I mean, it was exceedingly silly. Would you say that was exceedingly silly, Mr. Wells? What? Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell? I need the money. So you would say that was exceedingly silly, then? Yes. Well, in that case, I win. Ha-ha! Welcome to the Smokin' Hot Tidecast! Oh, hot toddy! You suck! Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Miranda, Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Pork, Sheila, DA Williams, and Orson Wells. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. Nice try, Ollie. Hiya, Toddcasters, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. We've got a really interesting one for you this week. It all has to do with time. Time truly is an illusion, and at times that can be terrifying. Because, you know, things that we think happened a long time ago really aren't that long ago. We talk a lot about that when it comes to racism in our society. You know, it's only been 60 years since we had whites only and blacks only bathrooms and water fountains and things like that. But there's people out there that would say, ah, oh, it's such a long time ago. It really isn't a long time ago. And we forget that from time to time. And that's why racism has really been a problem in recent history. And so that's what amazes me is that we, we think of things as being, we think of time as this concept that's just been stretched for so long. And we think everything that you know that was historic happened such a long time ago when the reality is no statistically and historically it's not been that long things aren't as long as we make them out to be yet at the same time things that we don't feel were very long ago 
actually are a long time ago. It's just, that's why t- time messes with your brain. And, and that's why I find it so fascinating. And that's why this week's episode is called Time is an Illusion. And that's terrifying because it is. Time is such a weird concept. And to think that, you know, things that we, we believe happened so long ago still are so recent in our history, especially American history. American history is only, you know, almost 250 years old. That's it. You think we've had this long lineage of history. We really haven't. It's one of the shortest histories in the world. So that's why it's so amazing to me when we how we how we perceive time and what happened in different time periods it's just it's an amazing thing and that's what we're going to talk about this week uh i've had a lot of time to think about this mainly because of my unemployment uh but you know it's something that's always really fascinated me though because time really is elusive you don't really know what to expect from it so that's what we're going to discuss in this week's episode now don't be surprised because this is going to be a a long-winded thing one thing that i'm going to talk about that being said i'm going to splice it up like I do like with our with the interviews that I do in this show so that we have time for other things as well. So I'll, you'll hear me talk about it and it'll stop for a second and we'll go on to something else and then we'll come back to me talking about time being an illusion and how terrifying that is. So if you hear just a sudden stop and we move to something else, I'm not done. We still got plenty of things to talk about. So stay tuned. We've got a lot to get to. So let's not waste any time. Here now is an all new episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful, and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! Well, you're probably wondering why this episode is called Time is an Illusion, and that's terrifying. Well, because it is just that. Time is an illusion, and it's terrifying. When it comes to time and when things happen and how they happen, we get set in our ways. And we say things that happened, you know, over 100 years ago to be a long time ago. But then at the same time, we could look at something like, oh, when were you in school? Oh, about 30 years ago. And you think it's not that long ago because you remember it so vividly. You remember being there. You remember doing the thing. But reality, that is a long time ago. For a singular person, that's a long time ago. But historically, something that happened 30 years ago is not long ago at all. It's like yesterday when it comes to history. And that's what's so amazing to me is the concept of time and how we perceive it. And I'll give you the best example I can give. I was I was watching TV, one of my favorite shows, as you, you, you may have guessed if you've listened to past episodes of the Toddcast, is the Andy Griffith Show. We've done a lot of sketches based around the Andy Griffith Show. And uh, one of my favorite episodes is an episode called Mayberry Goes Bankrupt. And it's an episode where Andy has to evict an elderly man for not paying his back property taxes. He starts looking for a way to help him raise the money he needs to move back home. When they come across an old municipal bond, Andy takes it to the town council to see what they can do about it, fearing that Frank Myers, the character's name, will cash it and bankrupt the town. The council decides to fix up his house in exchange of him cashing the bond. It is only after the work is done when the town council discovers they overlooked a glaring detail. The bond was bought with confederate money and hilarity ensues it's a very funny episode and it's very clever and interesting but here's the thing so frank myers is an old man he's he was played by a a character actor named andy clyde who at the time i think that this aired was 69 years old closing in on 70 uh so you know he was an old man but in the episode they find out that this bond was issued during the civil war right and of course they don't put together that it was bought with confederate money until the end of the episode so they're thinking oh god we've got to we've got to make right on this bond 
and and you know those those stack up they, those that interest stacks up over years and years and years and at this point it was supposed to be a hundred years and this episode came out in 61 I think 1961 so the bond was supposed to be issued in 1861 and here's what they kept saying they kept saying that this bond was issued to Frank Myers's great 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 grandfather I think they I think the greats varied when they did the episode I don't think they kept kept from I don't think they remembered how many greats they were putting up with but they I think they said great 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 grandfather once I think they may have said great great grandfather but but the point is is that they, it was supposed to be like way back in the way back machine talking at least two or three greats uh, of grandfathers back in the day but when you think about it let's do some quick math here okay this episode came out in 1961 the Andy Griffith show takes place in in the 60s as it as it goes about so it's 1961. Let's go ahead and round up Frank Myers's uh, age to 70. Let's say he's the age of Andy Clyde, who was, I think, 69 at the time. But let's round up to 70 because he was born in 1892. So he's born in 1892. Let's say he was 70, right? Okay, so he's born in 1892. Let's go by 20-year intervals. Let's say that his father was born 20 years before him. That would put him being born in 1872. And let's say his father also was born 20 years before him, which would put him being born in 1852. So there you go. His grandfather is already born before the Civil War. Now, there are plenty of children that served in the Civil War, you know, drummer boys and things like that. And some just flat out lied and were able to pick up a musket and fight along the soldiers. It was rare, but it did happen. So right there, he could have fought in the Civil War. His grandfather... But at the most, it would have been his great-grandfather. But because our perception of time is that the Civil War happened so long ago, even in 1961, a hundred years ago, that would have been somebody's great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. No, no. At the most, it would have been his great-grandfather, and at the least... It would have been his grandfather. Again, we're just going by 20-year intervals. There could be a longer gap. Maybe his father was born during the Civil War and didn't have a child until he was 30. You know, maybe he was born in 1862 and he didn't have a child till he turned 30 years old. My dad was 29 when they had me and he turned 30 the year I was born. So he could have been born during the, during the Civil War, which would have put his grandfather being the one that fought in the Civil War. See, that's the thing. We don't think about that. Hello, this is Pres- President Barack Obama, and you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot Podcast. And that was authentic. I promise. Well, even though we're taking a break from the uh, time is an illusion and that's terrifying aspect of this week's episode, uh, this next segment also has to deal with time just being irrelevant when it comes to certain things. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, if you know me well, you you already do know this, but I'm a huge history buff. And my favorite time period to learn about and read about and, you know, keep track of is the Civil War. Because it was a pivotal time in U.S. history. It's considered the climax of American history, especially during that first full century that the, the United States existed. And so... It's fascinating to read about and learn about, and even because I've I've been a huge Civil War buff since 2003 or four, and even now I'm still learning new things, and this is one of them. A little over a month ago, uh, a YouTube channel called American Civil War Stories, go check them out, they're really interesting, posted a video about how there was a Civil War veteran who volunteered and fought for, for a short time in World War I. 
Now that's baffling, right? That that's hard to wrap your mind around because those really are two different points in history, separated by like 50 years. So it's kind of an, it's it's more than incredible to think that not only were there Civil War veterans alive during that time, but there was one who actually gave his time to fighting in the First World War. His name was J.W. Boucher. He was from Canada, and uh, he was 72 when he was fighting for the 257th Canadian Railway Battalion during the First World War, and he did fight for the Union with the 23rd Michigan Volunteers during the Civil War. Now, you might be asking, how come somebody from Canada was fighting in the Civil War? And that is a very simple answer in that when around 1864, towards the end of the war, and getting new recruits was starting to get hard to come by on both sides, they started recruiting from other countries. If other people wanted to help fight, they were more than welcome to. And Canada, of course, being right up above uh, the United States, uh, there was a lot of guys from up there that decided to come down and fight most of them fighting for the Union. J.W. Boucher was a part of that crew. Now, when World War II rolled around, he was 72 years old. And here's what he did. He lied about his age. He shaved off about 20 years off of his age and joined up, like I said, with the 257th Canadian Railway Battalion. And that's fascinating like that's amazing that is an amazing story and i'm i'm just i'm so fascinated by it but then it made me laugh because i was thinking how does a 72 year old man especially because you know people when they got old back then they got old (laughs) they got super old like nowadays people in their 70s they don't look like they're in their 70s you know they look like they're at least 20 years younger i mean we we keep we keep a lot healthier these days even though you know there's still a lot of unhealthy habits out there people are living a lot longer and you know they look healthier as they age but back in the day when you got old you got old so my question was how did he fool people First of all, how did he? How could he shave off twenty years if he if he looks like he's in his seventies? How could he shave off twenty years? And regardless, if he was saying he was fifty-two, why'd they let him in? You know, war is supposed to be fought by young men. Like no matter how many movies you see of, of the World Wars or the Civil War or the American Revolution, the people who fought in these wars were young men, people in their late teens, twenties, sometimes even younger, because they did lie about their age, and sometimes they could get through the trenches as well. So it's just it's fascinating to me that this old man was able to fool uh the the because it it wasn't the american forces it was the canadian forces at the time and was able to get into the war it just it just i find it so funny and it made me think because you know i'm always thinking there is no way in hell that would happen today if someone in their 70s tried to sign up to fight in the army today uh, they'd be found out pretty quickly but let's say it did happen How would that work? I feel like he'd be figured out pretty fast. Woo! Hey! Hey! Man, those drills we ran this morning were brutal, weren't they? Oh, the worst. But we gotta be prepared if the enemy attacks. I know. But still, maybe we could settle this whole thing over a game of Scrabble. (laughs) I wish! Hey, have you seen the new guy they just recruited? Yeah. What about him? Well, do you notice anything weird about him? You know... Now that you mention it, he does seem a little off. Yeah, I can't quite put my finger on it, but something's not right. Well, howdy ho, fellow soldiers. How things going? Oh, hey there. Um, we're doing good. Um, what was your name again? Chester's the name. Chester Arthur Abraham Lincoln III. What's y'all's names? Um, Blake. 
And that's Brittany. Boy, us young whippersnappers got those hip names. Oh, I'll take that. Um, you took my cap. Why? Oh, come on. You're hip, ain't you? Yeah. Well, everyone knows when something's true, it's no cap. So I took it. I did. So, um, Chester, how are you liking being in the Army? Oh, I'm enjoying it. Problem is, though, we don't get the newspaper. I haven't been able to keep up with what's going on. What's a newspaper? Uh, exactly what I said. I couldn't figure it out. Something else I couldn't figure out is how you talk to people on this iPhone. What's the problem? Well, every time it rings, I lift it up and poke my eye with it. Hello? Oh, see what I mean? Sure! I got my gun ready to go! Is that... a musket? Well, sure! What are y'all shooting with? Um, never mind. What do you say we go to chow? Now that's the perfect idea! I'm so hungry I could eat a horse! Oh man, say less. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was talking so much. No, you weren't. Whatever. Um, hey Blake, can I talk to you in private for a second? He's an old man, isn't he? Yep. How did he get accepted into the army? I guess he lied about his age. Or since everything is run by the boomers, maybe they're fine with letting them still do things like this. Whichever answer's funnier. Let's see if we can get him to reveal who he is. Oh, uh, say Chester, do you have a TikTok? Oh, fiddlesticks, I think I do. Yeah, do you like mint flavor or cinnamon? Maybe he isn't as old as we thought. Yeah, I don't know what to think. And he's bringing a receiver from a landline phone. All right, everyone get in here together. Now, where's the button on these consonant things? I can't remember. Oh, wow. The Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. Let's go! Oh, sure. Where are we going? All right, that's it. You're not fooling anyone, old man. We know you snuck in here. Oh, come on, guys. No, I didn't. I'm just as young and spry as you. Pound sign young, the number four five. Dude, give it up. All right, it's true. It's true, I'm an old man. An old man that just wanted to serve his country one last time before I go. Is that so wrong? I have the patriotic spirit within me. I just wanted to show just how much America meant to me. And if that meant giving up my life, even at my advanced age, then so be it. Wow, I... I don't know what to say. Yeah, you're right. You're an American hero. Putting your life on the line at this stage in your life? We're sorry, Chester. Oh, hey, that's alright. Listen, what do you say we go get some chow? My treat! Sounds great, Chester! Let's go! Oh, my hip! My hip! Sounds about right. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul.
time is an illusion. You think the 20th century, because so much happened in the 20th century, we just don't think about the Civil War and maybe like the middle of the 20th century when our parents were alive, our grandparents. We don't we don't think those combined in any way, but they do. The Civil War was not that long ago, and especially in 1961, it was just 100 years ago. It would be like something happening in 1923 from where we are now, and my grandparents were already alive in 1923, okay? That's how time just fucks with your mind. It's insane. So that's why it always makes me laugh when I hear them talking about Frank Myers's great 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 grandfather who who bought that war bond and at the end of the episode if they found out that there's a there's a picture of him shaking hands with uh, Robert E Lee and that's when they realize, "Oh, this was bought with Confederate money, so we don't owe you a dang thing." And you know, that's how the episode ends, but but that's just it. it. It wasn't his great, great, great grandfather. It would have been his grandfather at the least, his great grandfather at the most. And that's why time is just such a weird thing. We always treat time like it's ancient. American history, most notably the Civil War, we just think of it as ancient times because there were no vehicles, there were no planes, there were barely trains. Trains would just come out for like 20 years at that point. We just don't think about it being a part of our most recent history, but it is. I mean, I know it's been over 160 years since the Civil War started, but I mean, you have to understand that Civil War veterans themselves lived into the 1940s. The very last one to die was in the 1950s, folks. It's not that long. As a matter of fact, are you ready for this? The last Civil War widow to pass away? She died in Missouri. I hope you're prepared. You know when she died? 2020. The last surviving Civil War widow died in 2020. Now, that is because Civil War veterans were marrying women right up until the moment they died, okay? They were popping out kids right up until the moment they died. They kept having children. I can't remember if they're still alive right now. I, I, I've kind of lost track of them. But there were two people uh, that were that had connections to my hometown. They moved after they they grew up, but they were born in my hometown, and they were still alive as in as of the mid 2010s. Their father was a Civil War veteran. Okay, they were both born in the 20s, and their father was a Civil War veteran. Like, this stuff happens. Now, getting back to... Her name was Helen Viola Jackson. That she's the She was the last surviving uh, Civil War widow. Uh, she was born in 1919. And she married a guy named James Bolin, who was born in 1843, fought in the Civil War. He died in 1939. They were married in 1936. Now, that's kind of creepy because she was still basically a child when they got married. But, you know, that's a whole different thing. But what I'm talking about right here is the fact that they got married and then he died in 1939 and she lived until three years ago now all the civil war widows they are extinct as far as i know all the civil war children they're extinct i could be wrong about that but my point is is they were still having kids and getting married right well into the 20th century and those people lived on into our time and into the days of tiktoks and selfies and iphones there were civil war widows Civil War children still alive because time is an illusion. Time's not real. 
Time is just this just chaotic thing that makes us think differently about stuff, and that's why we think of the Civil War as being like an ancient times, because it just feels like it was so long ago, but it really wasn't. Helen Viola Jackson died in 2020. She married a Civil War veteran. Now, she got married to him, like I said, in 36. He died in 39, and, they, and she never remarried. She stayed, she stayed single for the rest of her life. And it's just fascinating. And she's not the only one. Uh, uh, Gertrude Janeway, she was born in 1909. She died in 2003. At the age of 18 in 1927, she she married John Janeway, uh, who was born in 1845 and, and fought for the Union and was from Tennessee, uh, of all places. And, and then uh, Alberta Martin, she was born in 1906, died in 2004. She was 21 in 1927 when she married William Jasper Martin, uh, who was born in 1845. He died in 1931. And he he fought for the Confederacy, and there the list goes on. This is not abnormal. This happened a lot during that time period. So yes, Civil War connections are still being made to this day. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. You're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this soup make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello! And welcome to an all-new Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. You know, we're still trying to come down from last week's Ollie Report 9th Anniversary Spectacular, mainly because of the fact that it all went horribly wrong. Luckily, George Santos has left us, and Ollie has returned, so hopefully things will go back to normal, or as normal as they can be with this particular segment. And speaking of this week's segment, uh, we're going to talk about... This has turned into kind of a, a tradition with us here on the Ollie Report. The first report following the anniversary spectacular seems to always be based around the most recent Super Bowl and this year is no different. That's right. We've got Ollie in Glendale, Arizona covering the events of Super Bowl 57. So without further ado, here is the one and only Ollie. Ollie, hello. Nope, it's George Santos. Oh no, I can't. I... Oh, honey, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I had to do it. No, for God's sake. Don't do that, Ollie. <laughs> I'm sorry, hot honey. I couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah, you're one to laugh. You're the one that got bamboozled by that fool. I plead the fifth. Just like our former president. Exactly. Well, let's get right into it, Ollie. Now, you're in Glendale, Arizona, where there are still plenty of representatives uh, covering Super Bowl 57. And, of course, this was a huge, huge event, especially the fact that it ended on kind of a controversial note. But let's get right into it here. Uh, Have you spoken with Andy Reid, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs? How does he feel about this major win? And does he feel that everything was done correctly, especially at the end? Yes, Hattani, I have spoken with him, and he does feel that this is a major W for the Chiefs. He understands that penalties can be odd at times, but he does feel it was rightly called, and he's very proud of his boys. Well, that's fantastic, you know, and that's true. Sometimes there's just calls that come out, and people may not like them, but they have to go through. And speaking of which, have you spoken to Nick Sirianni, uh, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, to get his reaction and how he feels? Well, he was wondering, 
Scott Toddy, why this call was made. It just seemed a little too appropriate for the Kansas City Chiefs. But he understands, much like Coach Reed, that these things happen and that there was an actual call made. So he believes that the Chiefs' win was a legitimate win, and he's proud of them. And overall, he's proud of his Eagles. They played a great season, and he looks forward to next season. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, of course, there's Travis and Jason, the the two brothers that faced off against each other. Did you speak to them or any of their representatives to get their feel of how this went down? Actually, I spoke to both of them directly, and it's so much love, Hatani. Family love, brotherly love. They didn't care about the outcome. They just hoped that this would bring them even closer than they were, and it certainly did. It's pretty awesome to know that at least one family will have a win, regardless of the outcome of the Super Bowl. Station! Boy, you're right about that, Ollie. Well, let's get into uh, one of the major players of the game, of course, a quarterback Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Ollie, uh, if you didn't know, even though they talked about the story about 45 times on the air, Jalen Hurts started his college career at Alabama, was benched on the national championship, he transferred to Oklahoma, and three years later, here he was in the Super Bowl, and he almost won. Uh, Have you spoken to him to get his reaction on what happened? Well, he's disappointed, naturally, hot toddy. He wanted his boys to win, but he is super proud of the work that the Kansas City Chiefs put in, and he also believes that it was a legitimate win, but he's more proud of the Eagles and all the power they put into this game and the season as a whole, and he, much like Coach Sirianni, is looking forward to next season. Well, that's outstanding, Ollie, and completely understandable. You know, these things just happen, and uh, hopefully we can carry on uh, from there. Now, have you spoken to Rihanna or any of her representatives uh, to talk about her, her fantastic performance at the halftime show? You know, some people were feeling a little cold after that performance because some say it wasn't up to par to past performances. But others, like myself, believe that this was the perfect one. It showed how much power and strength Rihanna has. At the same time, it was just nice to watch a, a nice casual performance at halftime. Have you spoken to her or any of her representatives to get their take on how halftime went? Hi, Toddy. They couldn't be more excited. Rihanna is thrilled with the outcome of the halftime show. She says it's one of the greatest moments of her life. All of her representatives are quite proud and believe they put on one of the best performances in Super Bowl history. Well, that's fantastic, Ollie. Well, you know, I think that's going to do it for us. I think uh, that's all the questions I had. This was a perfect Ollie report. You know what? I thought I agree. I'm so proud of you. You actually went out there and you did the work. I think we won this Ollie report. This Ollie report is fantastic. Hey, congratulations to you too, Hot Toddy. I tell you, there's nothing more exciting. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. Paul Masson. Ah, the French. Okay. Um. So that just happened. Yeah, uh, how did Mr. Will get to Glendale, Arizona? Your guess is as good as mine, but that was uh, bizarre. Very bizarre, hot toddy. So, Ollie. This shit is big time! Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Your mama in the fucking sand! So we had, a, we had an actual, real situation You're going to bring this up? Yeah, I think it's worth it. So. I've been, I'm dreading, actually, this. Really? 
Yeah. I well, mean, can you see the, just, the dread in my heart? I was like, this motherfucker is going to bring this shit up. Let's just talk about it. I can't believe this. We got switched over to your mom's house podcast. I mean, I love Tom Segura and Christina P, but th- there's no reason for that. If there's no reason for that to. What? That was an advertisement. School meme? It was just an advertisement for podcasts in general. The way it worked is like it started out with us and then it switched over to your mom's house, explaining how you can listen to any podcast at any time. Who in their right mind would put an ad out there like that? I know, right? It would just piss people off if they thought they were watching something and all of a sudden everything went off and it looked like somebody was doing something on the TV. It's kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah, and do you know how many crazy people are out there? You know, if somebody was listening to our podcast and then it switched over to your mom's house, like there may be some actual weirdos out there that would punch holes into walls or start screaming at their families. I know, it's ridiculous, but that was just an advertisement. It's a dumb advertisement. Well, you're right about that. Well, Ollie, thanks again for everything. Hold on, everybody! Penalty! Penalty! What do you mean, penalty? What's going on? Well, you said a few minutes ago that this was one of the best dollar reports y'all have done and you would call this a win. Unfortunately, this is a penalty. Too many dumb things have happened in the last couple minutes, making this Ollie report a failure, so therefore, you all didn't win. Wait a minute! Are you saying that on a technicality, this is another failed Ollie report? Yes, exactly. Oh, that's a very controversial call. Sorry, I don't make the rules. This is just what happened. We're gonna have to penalize you. Oh, thank you. Is it all 100,000? Okay, great. Um, yes, there's a very important penalty. I'm sorry, you guys lost. Quick, Ollie, it's time for a Hail Mary. I've got a real interview with Putin. Here it is. I've got it. And... That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollie-full week. Hi, I'm Kelsey Ann Brady from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. It's incredible to me because time is just that elusive. It's that weird. Think about this. John Tyler. Now, that name may not sound super familiar to you if you don't know American history. I'm a huge history buff, like I said, so I know all about this. He was William Henry Harrison, the ninth president of the United States. John Tyler was William Henry Harrison's vice president for one month until William Henry Harrison passed away, becoming the first president to die in office. When that happened, John Tyler said, I'm the president now. And everybody's like, oh, uh, I don't know about all that. Maybe we should have another election. No. I'm the president now. And it was because of John Tyler that it was made official that if the president dies, the vice president steps in and becomes president. He was the one that did it. Anyway, John Tyler was president in the early 1840s, okay? He was having children right up to his death in 1862. His children kept having children right up to their deaths. And that is why to this very day, we have a grandson of John Tyler, the 10th president of the United States, still alive today. Harrison Ruffin Tyler. That's right. He's still alive and, and well, as far as I know, I think he's in his 90s at this point. He was John Tyler's grandson. Never knew John Tyler, obviously, because he died in 1862 and Harrison was born in the 20s. But yeah, yeah, the grandson, a grandson of a U.S. president from the mid-19th century is still alive today. So that these are just great examples as to why it blows my mind when you watch TV shows and they do something along the lines of someone being alive in the 1960s and saying, oh, the Civil War, way, way, way long, long time ago. That would have been that guy's great, 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 great,
at the most his great grandfather that's what's so mind-boggling about time and american history in general because like i said we just think of it as being so long ago like here's another example the last child child of thomas edison to die was in 1992 now that's 31 years ago but 31 years ago is not not long even in the slightest but can you imagine being the child of thomas edison and still being alive when you and me were alive doesn't that boggle your mind it's just fascinating because time is just it's an illusion and that's terrifying like oh that was so long ago no it's not and so that that's the kind of stuff that absolutely fascinates me that that time could be so manipulative you know it's like it makes you think that it was a long time ago but it really it really wasn't and that's and like at the top of the show i was talking about how how racism still plays such a major role in today in today's society and it shouldn't it should have been dead a long time ago but it's still very much alive but if you ask people who are flat out racists or they don't think that they're racists or whatever they'll say oh racism's dead remember you know blacks only whites only stuff was 60 years ago yeah 60 years ago is not long at all my parents were alive 60 years ago you know so i mean this is stuff that is still very real and very relevant so you can't just you can't just write it off as not being real anymore just because it happened a little while back because it's as I stated, time's an illusion. You you can say it happened a long time ago, but it really wasn't that long ago. But then there are the things like in our personal lives that we don't think was a long time ago, but from a personal, from like a singular person standpoint, it actually was a long time ago. Before I started this episode, I was thinking about it. This is 2023. I was thinking about when I was in the eighth grade, which was 20 years ago. Yeah, I was in the eighth grade 20 years ago, which means that this August, it will have been 20 years since I started high school. And that terrifies me because that means I'm just four years away from my 20th high school reunion. <laughs> it's been, it will be 20 years since I graduated high school and will also be 20 years since I went to college. Time's a bitch. <laughs> Time is scary. I hate you why are you doing this and that's the thing is like it doesn't feel like it was long ago that i was in the eighth grade it doesn't feel like it was long ago that i started high school i remember all of it so clearly i remember going to college i remember starting college how nervous i was how nervous i was to start high school and i was like oh this just happened a few years ago no bitch it happened 20 years ago man and for a singular person that is a very long time ago but again, historically, not long at all. The, your, your story is just as quick as any story in American history. I put a hot toddy in my mouth and I swallowed. So ever since I was a little kid, like as young as I can remember, like three or four, yeah. in my mind, when you sleep without your socks on, the toothpick monster gets you. And the to- oh, okay. <laughs> it, it is called like it's the toothpick monster. It and it comes up and it just shoves toothpicks into your feet. I know you don't want to hear his voice, but okay, that, that's my. And so like that. I can't like to this day like if I try to sleep without socks on, I just imagine it coming up and like shoving so you're toothpicks pro, into my feet. You're pro socks and. I- can't yeah i can't sleep without them i i used to wear socks all the time when i went to bed like it was because i'm a sock person i don't go barefoot i don't do that the only time i go barefoot is if i'm taking a shower or going swimming mm-hmm. all, all the rest of the time i wear socks and that's still that's still the way it is today but in recent years i get super hot when i sleep so i have to wear or not you know be barefoot but like depending on like how cold it is sometimes i, can't I wear. be barefoot that's that's y'all bizarre. can get that toothpick monster's gonna get you you know what he can do it 
maybe it'll end. I, I was telling Pork, I, w- I had my yearly physical today, and I got some really bad news. I'm probably going to live another 40 or 50 years, and that's awful. And so if the toothpick monster wants to take me out sooner, it can it's more than welcome. Shove him. Uh-huh. It's more than welcome. He's fine. Slender Man. No, it's not that. It's literally. Any, any y'all. So it's more like a, a little little goblin that shoves the toothpicks <laughs> into your feet. Okay. Okay. Then it got, now it got weird. I was with you until it turned into a little goblin. <laughs> if it was like a legit like toothpick monster. I was there no, for that. No, it, it's armed with the toothpicks. It's the goblin, <laughs> and it shoves the toothpicks into your feet when you're not wearing socks. Or so, like, and I, I have had this like phobia, whatever, as long as I can remember. I what? <laughs> and it's just it's like it's a little goblin. It's a little goblin. I want to see the little goblin now. I want to know. I. Uh, was this something you made up, or is Toothpick Monster a thing? It's something Not my real, mind made up when I was young. Like, okay. And, like, like, it just felt, like, real. Okay. And so, because, like, I, I had my foot out one time, and cause like I, I literally, I had to have been, like, a toddler. Because I, just, I just remembered, like, my whole life believing in this. Not believing in it, <laughs> believing in it, but feeling that I believed in it. Ha- haven't, like... Since you haven't sorry, actually seen, ha, since you haven't actually seen a toothpick monster, doesn't that set your fears at ease at all? It doesn't because to Please, day, this if, is the woman who ran out of a vehicle because she thought what was it, and you left Adrian who was a little baby in there. You thought it was, he was in his, his he was strapped in his bucket seat, and you were okay, a, a grown ass adult when this happened. Okay, <laughs> creepy children. Yes, please continue. Please share with the world. <laughs> Your lunacy in this one. No, so creepy children. Yeah. They're terrifying. Okay. And they're terrifying because, like, if you're ever like, we need to kill the evil kid, people are like, oh, no, they're a kid. They're good. They're innocent. They're angels. They're la, la, la. And, like, when they do the sing-songy voice. The sing-songy voice. The sing-songy mm-hmm. voice. Either either it's children actually singing. Oh God. Or they're, like, doing some sort of, like... <laughs> Whatever, like okay. They're, it sounds like so they're humming the so Ghostbusters thing. <laughs> so, you're, so you're okay with the girls in The Shining? They never sing. They don't do. They, they don't do No, but they're still creepy us. children. See, there's that. It's a sing-songy voice. No one talks like uh, like no. <laughs> that's now. That's what he would pick. It wasn't really said with a melody. It was just come and play with us. Yes. Yeah, but We've it was in unison. Yeah, like ever. you can't tell that as a sing-songy voice. No, it's not. Like, there's, not, not there's no crisp to your words. Ever? That's a pulled out note. <laughs> Sing songy children. They're evil. And so, oh, God. I'm telling you. They're, uh-huh. they're Please. No, but creation. Explain, again, no, no, no. You right. have to explain what happened, then, but what I brought up here. So, oh, my God. Uh, there was a Shinedown CD. My husband bought it for me for Christmas. She even knew what the what CD was in there. Damn well, it. I, I remember now. No, so he bought it for me for Christmas. I was like so excited. And I went and I put it in my car's um, CD player so that when I got in next time, I could listen to the CD because I hadn't heard it yet. And um, I was like, that's because that's why you listen to my music and stuff. This is, remember, 2007. And so I did that, and I forgot that I put the CD in. 2007 is not an excuse. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying like like that, like so that like you know, listen to CDs and stuff. Then okay, it's fine. Uh, like you didn't have the the smartphones weren't 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 as 
It doesn't matter. We, did have, we didn't have smartphones then. We had we, the Blackberry. Yeah, yeah we had it the Blackberry. doesn't matter. We didn't have smartphones. Okay, it doesn't so make this better. I had put it in. He got it for me for Christmas. I was excited. I put it in the car because I was like, oh, I'll listen to this next time I go driving. Uh-huh. I had forgotten that, okay? So I get in the car and I start my car up. It's like, and the very first track <laughs> is this like sing songy girl doing like a poem. And so, what? Well, so my mind is like, what? And so I start trying to change the channels. And it's a it's, CD. And it, yeah, but okay. So I'm not remembering oh, the CD at this point. You have to remember that part. I remember. I don't remember that part. Yeah. And so like I'm trying to change all the channels, <laughs> and I'm like, and she's still there, oh, and I'm God. like. She's coming. She's going to get me. Oh, my God. And tell the world what you did with Adrian in the back seat so as he, a baby. I, I got out and I started running up my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, she's coming for me. She left Adrian in the car. He's fine. He'll be fine. He'll but be then, fine. Then I get to the top of the driveway and it starts playing a song. <laughs> by shine down that I liked. And I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> And that's when I realized it was a CD. <laughs> yeah, because you can't change the channel on the CD because I was putting all my like program buttons. And I was like, come on! Oh! And I was like, that's it, she's coming. <laughs> and so I ran, and then I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you left your poor child. But like, at least he was young enough to know that I, like, or young enough to where he didn't know that I left him for the, for, for, for the creepy child. Sure, yeah, that makes it all uh, better. I, I would have gone back for him, I think. <laughs> I think. I think once I got to the top, I'd be like, oh, my kid. Um, like, I mean, I left the door open. <laughs> I just got out of there. Because it was nighttime, too. <laughs> Oh, it was nighttime? I didn't know oh, my that, God. I didn't know that part. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make it better, but it makes it better for the uh, story. Because I was just like, that's it. It's happening. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. And, I, and I'm a rational person trying to get to You are. <laughs> I'm like running. Oh, oh, Lord. I love my baby boy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave him today. <laughs> He can run he today. Yeah, but when he, but like, when oh, he was an infant, yeah. when he was an infant, I That's ran. A whole like, yeah. different story. He was, li- he was literally in the bucket seat. God. You know, like the like they like, that's where they were in the like they Yeah, I buckets. remember. I remember those. Yeah. And I just I, I he I think he he was actually sleeping or something too. If I remember so that makes right. It okay. This makes it just No, fine. so like I like he didn't make any kind of movement so like I honestly just like my mind was just like get out and run <laughs> and then when I got back I was like oh my kid to be eaten but uh, he's fine the toothpick monster could have gotten him it could have no cause he had on his footy pajamas oh, oh. oh everything's oh. fine We're it all sucks with the, the <laughs> everything's safe he had, yeah he had his feet covered he's fine the toothpick monster couldn't have gotten him and, and he wasn't in bed either so it's fine so, yeah. That story still gets me every time. I just I picture you going ah, and running up the driveway. No, I was like ah, like I wasn't even screaming. I was being quiet. I was just getting away. Like I wasn't screaming. I didn't want it to know where I was. <laughs> I was just literally booking it. <laughs> Smoking hot podcast. But that's that's wild, isn't it? It's wild to think that because I'm a millennial. 
Millennials aren't supposed to have 20 year nothing right now. We're supposed to be still the young ones, but we're not anymore. Because millennials started in 1980. And anyone born in 1980 is going to be 43 this year. Anyone born in 1989 is going to be 34 this year. I should know because that's me. So it just, it boggles my mind and it just, it just amazes me how, how that works. Historically, it's not long ago, but to a singular person, to ourselves, it was a long time ago. And I just, I'm, I'm fascinated by, by how this works. So what to take away from this? I'm not real sure. What am I saying exactly? Am I saying that his, historical things weren't a long time ago, but you being in high school was a long time ago? No, it's just however you perceive it. All of us look at history as being a long time ago, but then it kind of blows you away and you have to sit down when you realize that, you know, the Civil War, which you think happened, you know, 160 years ago, 161 years ago, you know, not that big a deal. It's over now. It was a long time ago. And then you think, well, wait a minute, somebody that was married to someone that could tell you all about the Civil War, everything that happened, everything that they saw, everything that they went through, that person that listened to those stories died three years ago. And then your mind gets blown and you realize, wow, we're not that far off. We're not. Because remember, American history is, is, we're almost to the 250th anniversary. That's it. 250 years of American history. You can go back as far as you want, you know, like the Salem witch trials during the colonial days or whatever. You can keep going back if you want. But the United States of America's history, 250 years old. That's super short. You think about the long legacies of Great Britain and France and other countries like that. You know, France or, or Great Britain, that is, they, they had two civil wars. And a lot of people are like, oh, we're never going to have another civil war. And I'm like, don't count it out because, you know, nations have multiple civil wars because all the other nations of the world have been around a lot longer. Yeah, the England civil wars happened way, way, way back in the 1400s, 1500s, 1600s before any of us could remember and they'd already worked out all their crap. We may have to have another one to work out our crap. I, I honestly don't believe we'll have another civil war, but you never say never because again, our history is so young. And that's just, that's just kind of my take on it. You know, it's, it's just an amazing thing when you think about it, that, that time can be such a, such a powerful thing. And you forget sometimes just how exactly it works. Because, again, you think it's been so long, but it really hasn't. But then again, something that you think hasn't been long has been long. You know, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a weird aspect. And we have to deal, deal with it with our everyday lives. No matter what generation comes along, no matter how many changes are out there, time stays the same. And, I mean, in a way, that's the way it's supposed to be, you know. But I guess it's just however you look at it and however you deal with it. But that's my two cents on why time is an illusion. And it's absolutely terrifying. You're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. So here's one for the books, right? Uh, as you all know, I've had my ups and downs with employment over the last year or so. I was completely unemployed this time last year, but luckily by October of 2022, I was able to get a job, a very great job in social media, which I immediately lost at the end of December. So I'm back on the hunt once again for new employment. 
And that's hard enough. Like anybody who's looking for a job these days, especially one in their own field, can agree it's not always easy. As a matter of fact, it's some of the worst. It's one of the worst things to have to deal with, period. But this most recent incident that happened to me, like I said, this this is one for the books. This was this was a very, very new thing that's happened to me. Um, a, another social media company reached out to me, uh, wanting me to interview and apply for this uh, job, of course, and, and I agreed. Now, this job is out of state, so it would be completely remote. So therefore, the interview was through Zoom, right? Okay, so uh, we set up the interview. Uh, the Zoom link was put into an email sent to me, and on the day of the interview, I go into the email and I click the link, and it's one of those things because you know they're the host of the Zoom call. They say you know you'll be let in as soon as the host arrives. Okay, so the appointment was for one o'clock. One o'clock hits. I'm in there, and I'm waiting. One o five hits. No one, no one lets me in. One ten hits. No one answers. By one fifteen, I'm starting to wonder what's happening what's going on and around 120 we got we were closing in on 120 in the afternoon i got my answer when they shut me out of the meeting completely and on my screen it says host has ended meeting goodbye and i was like now immediately i'm starting to suspect it was my fault i must have not clicked something correctly or i clicked something incorrectly because i'm i'm bad for that you know so i'm like surely i did something wrong so i immediately emailed the guy and in his signature in the email he says if you have any problems uh, you can send me a text or call me at this number so i first sent him the email then i immediately texted him and then i waited a little while and called him all three devices all three mediums i got no answer zero reply i got no answer in the email or the text and they did not answer his phone when i called him i got ghosted by a potential employer that's right i have never experienced that in my life and i thought it was one of the most unprofessional things because again i mean i could go on all day i could do a whole episode complaining about you know the workforce out there it's awful having to go through this having to find a job because you just you don't know how it's going to turn out and then on top of that you don't even get to state your case like you you get you set up an appointment you set up an interview and then the interviewer doesn't even let you talk doesn't even come on to say hi doesn't even come on to say hey you know what i know we had an appointment today but we actually found somebody who we think is perfect for this role so we're probably going to not need you anyway so if you you know i'll give you a good recommendation you know anything like that they could have done anything but they copped out completely and just com- it just wrote me off completely. And I was really irritated by that. I thought it was one of the most unprofessional things to do. I flat out got ghosted by an imp- by a potential employer. And the following is how it exactly played out. Okay, not exactly, but it's a sketch comedy show. So, enjoy. <sighs> I see here. Crap, crap, crap. I swear, all these applicants are crap. What are we going to do? There ain't no person good enough to hold this job. It's just... Who do we have here? A hot toddy. Oh, he's perfect. I got to email him. Stat. Hello, hot toddy. My name is Willie Jippum, and I would love for you to be our social media director of my company. Would you be interested? Oh, wow. I got an email about a job. Oh, fantastic. And this is right up my alley. Yes, I'd love to. This job would be perfect for me. Great. How about we set up a Zoom interview for this Thursday at 1 p.m.? That would be great. I'm looking forward to it. 
As am I, Hot Toddy. We'll see you then. Three days later. All right, well, I'm all ready to go. Let me open up the Zoom link so I can be present by the time the meeting starts. All right, says the meeting will start when the host logs on. All right, well, shouldn't be long now. Okay. He's, um, he's 20 minutes late. No big deal. Something most likely came up and he's just running behind. I'm sure... Meeting has been ended by the host. Goodbye. Meeting has ended by the host. Goodbye. What the hell? He, he didn't even come on. He just ended the meeting without even acknowledging me? Who does that? That is the most unprofessional thing I ever... I... He... I was just ghosted by a potential employer. you do this social media business guy you never loved me did you you were never there for me and yet i fell for it i fell for you i thought what we had was special um are you done oh hi it's not what it looks like. I was just... Yeah, uh, maybe you should just stop, because this is really weird. Right, right. It's, it's, not, it's not like he and I were in a relationship or anything. Uh-huh. Let's get you to bed. Took the straps off, didn't you? Yeah, I want pudding. Hi, I'm Emily Fleming from Good Mythical Morning, and you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Spoken Hot Podcast. Well, I hope I didn't bore you, and if I didn't bore you, I hope you didn't make too big a mess when I blew your mind. That's right. I mean, that's how fascinating this stuff is to me. I just, I love it, and I love thinking about it, but it's also, it's scary. You know, I'm, I'm 33 years old, and almost 34, and who knows what the future holds, and how much time we all have left, you know? It's just, it's an incredible thing. But anyway, that's just a piece of the puzzle for you. I hope you enjoyed what I had to talk about. And with that in mind, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, we are going to take a couple weeks off, but we'll be back on March 9th with an all-new episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Until then, you can follow me on all social media. That's at Smokin' Hot Toddy on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Toddy comma hot on Instagram. Make sure you follow the Smoking Hot Toddcast pages of SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, QuadPod, and wherever better podcasts can be found. That way you can keep up with every single episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. And while you're at it, you can subscribe to the parent company of the Smoking Hot Toddcast, Superfuzz Productions on YouTube. And that way you can catch all the sister shows to the Toddcast. That's Get Real, Played Out, Stump Hot Toddy, Just the Dumbest, and some more fun stuff as well. And after you've done that, you can follow us on Twitter at Superfuzz Videos. You can also follow some of my band of merry weirdos on social media. We'll begin with Twitter, Miss Pingrino at Pingrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at The Miranda Joe. On Instagram, Miss Pingrino at Janelle Marino, Sheila at Sheila Hawkins, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at Miranda Panda Joe. And on TikTok, Miss Pingrino at BabyJ0831, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at Miranda Panda Joe. Like I said, we'll be back on March 9th with an all-new episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast, and we'll see you then. And until next time, this is Hot Toddy saying everybody born in 1993 is going to turn 30 this year. That's why time is so goddamn terrifying. (laughs) 